Welcome to Switcher Chats, music interviews brought to you by Music Matters with Daryl Craig Harris and Music Tribes Unite. Gosh, that's an awful sexy intro with that that voice. <laughs> Who is that mystery yeah. announcer? That's Who is good, that guy? That's yeah. my good friend Nigel in France. How are you doing, Nigel? Good morning. Well, good morning here, midnight where you are. I'm fine, thank you very much. It's a beautiful sunny morning, and I've woken up with the uh, first of my sixty-second uh, year on this planet. That's right. So, uh, Actually, happy good. birthday. Yeah. Yeah, happy birthday Thank episode. You, yeah. Very nice. Yeah, happy birthday, Evan. Happy birthday to me. Happy birthday to me. <laughs> I know I should add the I should add the birthday saga up. A, a little candle picture or a cake picture. Yeah. Uh, that's awesome, but man. It's actually Yeah, well, it, but it's you know. So we speak on a regular basis behind the scenes and uh so it's not as if uh, we're missing each other. <laughs> well, yeah, but still. That's that's cool. That's that's really yeah. awesome. Um yeah, it's yeah. been a, it's been a while. I was actually um, I went to Croatia, as you know, mm. for a couple of weeks, and yeah. um, and that was kind of out here. I'll, I'll get to pop up my gratuitous uh, <laughs> vacation photo. <laughs> that's actually yeah. split. That's a uh, split Croatia, and that's actually the remnants of a Roman palace. Um, it's such an amazing. Mm. I mean, all of Croatia is beautiful. It's a, it's such an amazing place. But um, yeah, so we were talking a little bit while I was there, and. Um, the world, yeah. of course, right now is still in flux, and things are changing. And how how are things in France? How how's it been? There? And you're kind of in the south, I think, right? Or where where are you in France? Um, I'm about um, an hour and a half uh, east of Bordeaux, nice. um, two hours west of Toulouse, and about thirty minutes south of a town called Bergerac, which is famous. Hmm. It it is. Um, I mean, it's a big country, but certainly. Um, there is, you know, we've, with the COVID-19, the things that, are, of course, now notice is that, uh, and I, I am <clears throat> a supporter of having vaccines. I Both my wife, Pierre, and I have both had our vaccines, which uh, means we've got a certificate, which right. allows us the freedom to go to different places. And uh, to me, all I do is just show a, a piece of ID, so it's no different from my driving license or right. my passport or whatever. So I, I, I personally um, don't have any issues with it. I do know people that do, and, and I respect their decision to some degree. But, um, mm. you know, it's a whole other subject. Yeah. It's, it's, there are people that feel that way, you know. So. Yeah. And you guys actually, I mean, also, too, it's a bit different in the States. Oops. Oh, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a bit different in the States because we've actually had the vaccine for quite a while. But you guys had a you had a pretty tough time in France with COVID with the lockdowns and it went a lot longer there than it, that really had gone most yeah. places here. Right. So. Yeah. It, it, it was a strange experience because there was a form of imprisonment. I think that everybody started to feel because it was for sure. so long and it was a, they had these very, very strict rules that required you to uh, sign effectively an affidavit that said mm. you were why you were out so right. you, you know you were you were charged with being a citizen of france and and expected to recognize the fact that the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the individual and right. i think that uh, the president macron 
did uh, express that that it is not a time where we have to be individually selfish um right. you know the, we, uh, the thing is daryl we do live in a world where everybody's doing selfies and and so on and so forth and perhaps that does unconsciously breed within some people a form of narcissism or that or me 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 and right. in this particular situation it's not like that we've got to think of the collective of our species because it's that type of um danger so uh, but i have to be truthfully honest in the respect that where i live as you know i live on a hill <laughs> right, in, in rural yeah. france so yeah you're it, actually it, a very it, a very beautiful area yeah it's amazing thank you very much and uh, so i'm not really impacted to the same degree as if i was living in a city in an apartment so right. I, I certainly yeah. understand that it's difficult but the music industry was what was the most upsetting for me to see the the impact on the individual creative souls that that right that yeah. formed the music industry and how these people went from uh, a, a job and an income for themselves the family paying their mortgages the rent and food and so on and so forth to zero yeah and i should mention i should mention to people that i mean some people that follow our show know you but some don't Mm. um so how we originally met um to give your music background is that you were editor and i guess editor-in-chief right or editor at large Mm -hmm. (laughs) for uh jazz in europe magazine which i um i started you know, writing for and that kind of thing. So you mm-hmm. actually are in contact with many of the world's musicians, many of the world's top jazz musicians. Some of us, some of them are mutual friends. So mm-hmm. are you, uh, you know, you of course, as I have, have heard from everybody during this yeah. whole situation and how it's been affecting people around the world because what you do is global, kind of what I do is global also. Mm-hmm. And, and it's interesting mm-hmm. because how it affected us in the States you know, is it, it, is what was one thing, but then Europe and different parts of Europe, all of it's different. Some places have had really strong restrictions. Some places have places that haven't, like Scandinavia. So it's a complex issue, as we both know. Mm. Um, and yeah. I'm like you, like I respect people's decisions, but there is a you know, there's a human collective, so we have to take care of each other. Yeah. So there's that. Compl- it's so comp- it's so complex, but but and I I totally get like all angles of that, you know. Um, and I have health well, conditions too, so I have to like I have to yeah. when I, as soon as I could get the vaccine, I took it because I because of my situation. But yeah, and I think the other thing is that in Europe it was particularly exacerbated by the Brexit, uh, right? Yeah, which process. happened and happened during the same period, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah the, uh, the Brexit stakeover. process, <laughs> which was uh, and still is. Messy, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, and, and, and uh, I wouldn't put, I'd be prepared to put some money on it, and that is that the majority of musicians are uh, in the United Kingdom were Remainers. They wanted to stay in Europe because yeah. now they're so impacted by restrictions, whether it's the duties and the taxes and the visa requirements and yeah talk talk uh, a little bit even transporting the music right because people here don't really i think most people here don't really understand how that impacted musicians in the uk being able to travel to europe and to do gigs can you talk about that yeah. yeah can you explain that situation yes 
basically in summary from overnight on December, from December the 31st, 2020, we woke up or people in the United Kingdom, I beg your pardon, woke up on January the 1st, 2021 as a musician and find, found that they were not allowed to travel uh, without a working visa. Which they, did, which the, they didn't need before when it was part of the EU, no, right? Yeah. No. And firstly, there was a cost involved in that, which ranged from, oh, some ridiculous amounts of money. I, 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 I've heard everything up to 500 pounds. Wow. I, yeah. I can't say that that verbatim is exact. Um, I think that the goalposts moved almost on a daily basis, including what officials in the United Kingdom said in relationship to right. what those restrictions were. Because you think, I think, you think when they, when they, I'm sorry, when they actually originally did the whole Brexit thing, was that something that was even discussed? Like what, what was going to happen? No. For, yeah. It no. didn't seem like it was. I don't know. No. And, and unfortunately, um, You know, people in in the United States may not realize that the majority of Europe works on a, um, a what's called a just-in-time system. So, for example, if you, um, our good friend uh, Fiona Ross in London. Right. Let's just imagine that Fiona, and you know where she lives because you've stayed there. So you go, you're going to the local supermarket to buy fresh uh, veggies, you know, fruit and vegetables. You've got to remember that in in the in the just in time process, twenty four hours before a truck left Rotterdam after right. the harvesting of lettuces, for example, came over on a ferry with no restrictions. For you know, they didn't have to be stopped or anything else because the United Kingdom was part of the EU. And right. then that truck went to a distribution center and then they were fed out to those supermarkets so that when Fiona went the next day, that fresh produce was on the shelves for her to purchase. Right, because you guys that get a lot of got, you get produce from Israel, from Spain, from all yeah, over, right? Absolutely. Yeah, I got you. Um uh, and we still do here, you know, the supermarkets are quite adequately stocked with everything. I mean, independently from right now, there's a an, in, an issue we've got where, with global warming and cereal crop in Canada um, being impacted, which will which will effectively affect the prices of, say, for example, pasta in the next right. in the upcoming year. Right. But if you and if you lay that on top of everything else for a, for a citizen in, in the United Kingdom, who's now, and we've got to remember that the percentage of voters for and against was quite close, forty-seven fifty-two, right? Uh, four, and, and a lot of that fifty-two percent of people were very elderly, and they've now passed away. So they're not there to even say, well, by the way, we think now it's not a good idea or whatever. Yeah, and a lot of people and also, probably just didn't, no. they didn't really think of the full ramifications. They just, I no. mean, and I, I mean, that kind of happens in all countries with different yeah. things that get voted on. But the sad thing in the situation with performers, as we know, musicians, performers, artists, um, is that it's hard to make a living to begin with. And then you start adding on yeah. um, extra visa fees for promoters to bring you over to, to Europe. Um, and often, you know, Americans tend to think of, of 
Europe as the UK. They all lump that all together. But obviously now, especially with the Brexit thing, it's totally not that situation. Um, and we have a lot of friends no. that are, are definitely have been dealing with that. And then on top of that, with, with all the COVID stuff, it's like a double, kind of a double whammy, right? Yeah. And I think it's triple whammy. And then we've got all these weird weather patterns that we're now recognizing, in my opinion, as climate change. So we've got this triple header going on. So it's certainly, it's an interesting and challenging time to be alive. Yet philosophically, I know that we're both pretty much on the same page is that, hey, we chose to be here. And uh, if you look at it as a challenge, but exciting, it's probably a lot easier to deal with um, within yourself. Yeah. And I mean, I guess musicians kind of because of the situation of where we've all found ourselves and the guys that are prof you know professionals that have been doing it, you sort of realize that you have to kind of adapt and overcome because you don't really have a choice, yeah. you know? Um, and of course, some, some <laughs> kind right, of, yeah. yeah, I mean, some kind of give up <clears throat> and, and do other things, which is, you know, I, I, and I totally understand that too. I, you know, for me, I, I kind of diversified a long time ago because I could see how things were going. <clears throat> and, um, that's part of the reason why I'm even doing the podcast. And then, you know, the other part is mm -hmm. I love shining the light as you do on new artists, on, on up and coming artists. It's, it's exciting. Um, and one of the things we talked about too was um, the power of music um, to heal people. And I'm going to, mm -hmm. I'm going to pop up my fancy photo. I just stole there. You go. <laughs> um, and they're actually, you know, this talks about scientific studies and there actually have been, several scientific studies about the healing power of music. I think music helped a lot of people um, get through the COVID lockdowns. It helps lift mm -hmm. the spirits, you know. What, what's your thoughts about that? I know we've talked about that a lot over the years, but. Yeah, I think as a species, whether it's, you know, you, you've got to, uh, for me, the overview is that you've got to start from where we, we begin, and that's at birth. And, right. you know, whether it's whether it's us now or, a, you know, there's the, the wail of a new baby born and that cry is the sound of um, the, you know, the crashing waves. Uh, and sound is, is just around us. And I think that ancient sound technology did exist and was created through both the voice and instruments of the time. Right, we even when they were that, when they were beating on logs, or they were doing making their own drums. That's or, right. Yeah, right. Well, in fact, the science now recognizing recognizes and has done for a long time. And when I studied sort of tribal systems, there's the the indigenous population of of, of northern Australia mm -hmm. created um, sound healing expressed through the didgeridoo. Right. or um, originally it was called the Yidaki, I believe, mm. and uh, the, they were able to transport people through that sort of the tones that were created. Right, because it's kind, um, of, a, it's a kind of a drone that it's, it's actually hypnotic in, in many ways, right? Yeah, uh, absolutely. And then you, you go to the, um, sorry, the North American indigenous cultures, which incorporated a sort of, um, what would you say, like a reciprocal participation in tribal ceremonies, which right. was ritualistic and they, uh, you know, they took people into, into what might be seen as altered states. Of, yeah, and a lot of, and a lot of that being. came, 
And a lot of that was centered around, at that time period, was centered around drumming, was centered around chants, yeah. right? And even yeah. going back, going, well, I guess forward or back, but going into like Celtic, the chants that the, mm-hmm. you have um, the Vikings with their their songs, which was actually their way of remembering history, right? It's really, it, it's really a fascinating kind of deep topic. Yeah, I, uh, it's something that I've got to appreciate more and more and more with music that there is um people sometimes see me as a bit a little bit quirky eccentric and i often end up asking questions as do you by the way yeah i know we're the the same yeah (laughs) well at some point we're gonna we're gonna get into the ufo subject but we'll wait we'll wait on that yeah i think that we we both we both um remain young at heart and very inquisitive and right. of course sound is is been the basis ultimately of our income for a long time but we're we're those people that just tend to express it out and if you blend that with all of the other interests of of inquiry and and just life in general you come back to sound a lot of the time right you know you break it all down and you know you were saying about um uh vocal chanting was prominent in Chinese and Tibetan culture as it, right. as it became in Europe. So for me, the intricacies and variations within the human voice that were able to, that are able to impact the physical well-being and the psychological health and perhaps spiritual mastery for people hmm. is and then you say, well, where's that? And then you start looking at recording those chants and perhaps the brainwave stimulation that's created well, within an individual or a collective group of people. Great um, image, by the way. Thank you. And that sort of, <laughs> you get that entire audio uh, sound spectrum that's having a positive, hopefully, impact on the well-being of of a human being and nature and everything around it right and it seems like we're kind of wired for that right i mean it just you know even young you see young babies they'll start reacting to the rhythm of music around them young young children Mm -hmm. that are are bouncing to the music and stuff and it's it seems like our brains are just really wired for that don't you think yeah I, i think when you go back to um you know, in pre-Christian times, the, uh, what did they call The tritone, which was an imperfect harmonic interval, was right. considered to be the pathway to the understanding of the world. It was there and it was, it, it, it's woven throughout all religious ceremonies. Right. And, um, so, and some tones were considered evil tones, like the minor, the minor yes, third. It's interesting how that, and it's interesting yeah. how, that, how that comes about, right? It's just, it's really fascinating. Yeah. And I, um, you know, Leonardo da Vinci observed and wrote about um, uh, what we, it's now called cymatics, you know, the study of sound and vibration and what it makes in f- visual pictures and, and things. Right. And, and how it affects Leonardo, the body. Yeah, yeah exactly. And, and um, Leonardo da Vinci studied it and started to make notes on it. Even um, uh, Galileo Galilei. Um, sort of noticed things and um, made notes 
and then you come forward and there were different musicians and um what was his name ernest uh uh chaldini i think his name is in the mid sort of 1700s and hmm. uh, the, the chaldini figures you know discovered the sort of geometric patterns right that could be made through the stroke of a violin bow against a brass plate with sand on it hmm. and and that sort of opened up the field of acoustics and it was a milestone really right well if you think about i mean people <clears throat> some people know or have heard of the musical modes like mixolydian and dorian and all that i mean that was the romans right <laughs> i mean going back to i mean yeah. they i mean they're, they're kind of some of the first people that really came up with our modern system that we still use it's it's and it's pretty fascinating that that's Obviously, it's morphed, it's changed, but those basic truths are still evident in modern music, right? We're still we're still yeah. referencing back to that, which is amazing. Yeah, um, you know, excuse the pun, but tried and proven systems. And I think there's something else that you said is that we tend to fall back on things that we are innately part of who we are. Right. And the study of sound vibration has been. Um, you know, the simple sort of vibrational uh, element described by a, through a diaphragm or a membrane. Right. Um, yeah, and we're also, and, and we're creatures, we're creatures of repetition, we're creatures of, of yeah. memory. So those things, once they get embedded into our brains as a young child, I mean, that just stays deep in our psyche, right? The music that, that when you see your, your, you're growing up and you see your parents dancing to music or you, you, maybe you're a young child and you see a, a drummer on the street. Like all that information gets kind of input into our psyche, right? Yeah, and um, we've got to also remind ourselves that um, sound travels extremely fast and clearly through liquid, particularly water. Right. And our, what's our body? Our body's ninety plus percent water, so we are naturally um, resonant beings. And there's a lot of belief and has been for centuries that, um, you know, the saying, as you sow, you shall reap. Well, the th your own thought patterns interact with your energetic system, which impacts the resonation of energy throughout your body right. in relationship to the, your state of mind. So if you're, for example, with everything that's going on in the world, and there's these three key key challenges, climate change, um, the polarization of societies, um, and, and COVID right now. And then on top of that, daily looking at the news just keeps people in a particular state of mind. So therefore, right. they're resonating a particular energy field which I'm worried about and concerned that it doesn't do the health any good. Right. So I'm much you more can, interested can, in... I'm sorry, go ahead. Yep. I'm just saying I'm much more interested in, in my personal mindfulness and the intention within me. Hmm. So I, you know, I'd, I'd share with you every night I pray, and I use the word pray, by sending out what can I do as an individual with the power of thought? Well, I can send out good, positive healing vibes and positive vibes to the world and i do that as a as a ritual every day yeah. and within myself i you know look i have my ups and downs but i constantly remind myself that i'm very blessed in so many things right so yeah. 
that's the way I feel. Yeah, and it's, I mean, you're kind of talking about the state of things, and, and I think mm-hmm. we live in a hyper-fast society. There's so much um, stuff coming at us on a daily basis, and I think that, you know, as humans, you have to be careful not to get stuck in the panic mode, right? And some people do that. They, they get stuck there, or maybe they're drinking their five cups of coffee a day, and they're just so mm-hmm. wi- they're wired at such a high velocity that they don't know how to relax. And that is something that music does have a power to do. It, help, helps, it can help you get centered, um, you know, and, and whatever, whatever kind of style or speed or whatever it is that you like, it can just give you a respite from that constant flow of information, constant flow of, some would say, negativity or however you view the world. But it's important to be able to check out and get away from that, right? <laughs> I mean, and if it, whether it's music it or just go watching a movie or, or whatever it is, it's important. Yes, I completely agree with you. That, that level of mindfulness is vital. One of the things, having, as you know, lived myself lived in North America for a long time in the past, right. it always struck me that in all, when I lived in Vancouver, BC, and I was downtown particularly, it's like if I just stood on in Robson Square and I took all points of the compass, I wouldn't have to walk further than 500 meters to find a cup of coffee. <laughs> well, yeah, especially right, there. which <laughs> yeah, it's like kind of like is, Seattle, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly, and and you know. Coffee produces cortisol in your body, which yep. is uh, very powerful. Part your, yeah. yeah, part of your adrenal system, and it is part of the need for uh, the fight or flight syndrome. So it always right. puts you. Yes, it it makes you sharp sharper, perhaps in your thinking, but also it makes you hypersensitive to the world and the environment stimulus, around you. Right? Yeah, it's a stimulus. Yeah, you know. Um, so. Uh, I, I think it's time that we've, we've become much more aware of our environment. And you're so right that music is uh, a, a soothing balm, but it's also, you know, there is, it's amazing how many people, when you ask them, what kind of music do you like? Well, I like all kinds of music. And they, and they actually do subconsciously like all different forms of music. And they may actually not realize that, con- or they may subconsciously, go about and choose a particular form of music because somewhere within them, they know that the sound waves that are being produced evoke within them a certain sense of feeling or empowerment or whatever it might be. You know, look, I, I, I'll share something really personal with you is that the times that I do vacuum the house, I vacuum to funk music <laughs> because uh, it, it, just that funk music is, you know, it's right. It gets you in the groove, right? I get you. It gets me in the groove, yeah. yeah. And when I'm gardening, I'll listen to, um, personally, I'll listen to either some form of Chopin mm. type of music, or if I want to be a little bit more active, and when I'm on my motor mower doing the paddock, I listen to smooth jazz, particularly. So you know, it's it's funny. It's a kind of a funny story. But many years ago, when I was a kid, I was in junior high actually. So I don't know, thirteen or fourteen years old, which was a long time ago for me. But um, <laughs> we used to go to secondhand stores with my mom and my grandma, and I actually found a cassette tape, and um, it was "My Spanish Heart" by Chick Corea, 
and at that point, oh, I had, yeah, no, I had no clue who the who the heck Chikoria was. <clears throat> I didn't know who was on that album. Of course, now later I realized it was like a who's who of jazz, you know, luminaries. But yeah. <laughs> but I used to I used to have my like, little cassette player. I used to play that while I was doing my homework. <laughs> and, oh, beautiful! And and, and and it was so funny thinking back now because. You know, of course, it's like was it's. I mean, I, I don't want to list. I don't want to say the wrong names of who are on there, but it's like amazing list of people, and um, and I realized down the road, I'm like, I was so lucky to be able to find that little cassette. I probably paid a quarter for it, and uh, mm. and it's funny because like those little things in our lives like create music. It basically evokes memories, right? I mean, like. We have memories of when we went to high school, our graduation song, our homecoming dance, what songs they played for that. Like music plays such an integral part in all of our memories mm. in our, and it's so interwoven in our life, right? Yeah, well, everything from um, Pierre and I putting some music on um, uh, what, whatever it is, and we've got, you know, the sounds of the 60s or 70s, and right. we look at each other and smile and go, I knew all the words to that song. Yeah, yeah, and it takes, and our, it takes you back. Ma- it takes you back there, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And the other thing that's always been fascinating for me, and I'll share something personal. Um, both my parents, um, in their elderly or autumn or fall of their lives, started to suffer from dementia in some form. Right. And my father passed away first. And um, seven or eight years later, my mother, but, but, but in those preceding years, uh, and when she was in a home, uh, I used to telephone her uh, basically every day. And one of the things that was so evident was that the, one of the last things that she remembered was music. Right. And we, we used to sing together over the phone. Mm. So I'd say to her, and hey, do you remember this song? And I'd sing a few bars, and she'd go, oh, and then she'd go off, and she'd, re- it was, it was a, regardless, and she was 84, mm. about 84, eight, and, and so she'd be there singing away this song, and she'd know all the words. The recall was absolutely tremendous. Isn't that so? It's so amazing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you know, it, it, it was beautiful. It's interesting too because I mean, there's videos up on YouTube of these guys and women that were, um, you know, some of them are 100 years old in their 90s. Um, yeah. They have dementia, but yet their friends put a trumpet in their hand or put a, put them at the piano and they can play songs like they were playing when they were pro musicians, you know, 40 years ago. Yep. And it's that's it's amazing. Exactly right. Like that's really really is like the power of music to to access that. It's amazing. Yeah. Uh, it, it to me, if you wrap that all up and say, we for me, I, I, I it's not, I, it's not um, something I have any copyright on, but I, I look at it as sound technology, right? And it's it's there within us, as you quite rightly say, from birth, and it's it it's integrated into us, and it's shown to be very very therapeutic for the treatment of cancer strokes uh pain management mental well-being stress reduction right. dementia and alzheimer's amongst others and that to me is like hello um so i i'm i'm sharing this with 
uh, with you and I'm, I'm so glad that you wanted to, I knew you would, but I'm so glad that you did and, and grateful and blessed for this because for, I hope that the people that listen to us, uh, especially musicians, that they recognize that they have this beautiful creative wellspring um, within their musical gifts right. and that they would like to, I'd like to charge them with saying that now at this time on earth, and the way that the systems of the planet is going is that we need musicians more and more and more to be mindful of the important roles that they play when they play their music. And if they actually just simply add an intention within them that they love and healing that they send out through their music and that that intention will be extremely powerful in a positive way. Right. And it's, you know, it's, it's, Interesting, too, because I've often thought about that as, I mean, I've been a pro musician. Actually, I just posted something about that today since I was 15 years old, and I'm 56 now. Mm. And I've been really mm. fortunate, you know. And, of course, you know, we all have to make a living doing whatever we do. And if you choose to have music as your career, we all know it's it's a challenge, you know. But mm -hmm. it's good to get, re I mean, I always, and I posted about this a bunch of times, but it's good to remember why we first started playing music. It wasn't yeah. because most of us, it wasn't because they thought they were going to get rich or they were going to get famous. Um, it was because it just grabbed their soul, <laughs> you know, and, yeah. and you realize quickly that as you get better and you start performing that it does have an impact on the world. It has an impact on children that see you play. It has an impact mm -hmm. on older folks that you bring, evoke memories for them. Mm -hmm. um, so it's, there's a reason why it's so important in our society. So I would encourage musicians, like, even though, again, like I understand being a pro musician, having to make a living, but really remind yourself, like sit there periodically and remind yourself why you first started playing. And I doubt it was for the money. I think it was probably because <laughs> it fed your soul. Right. And I think it's important yeah. to remind yourself periodically why you did, th why you started why you want to do this or have this crazy life because <laughs> it's not easy as we know, you know, it is. Um, and I think musicians just to thank you for sharing that musicians should also, uh, I'd like to add on to that is that they need to remind themselves of how strong they are, their inner strength of the resilience to choose effectively a vocation. And that's what, uh, music is it's a vocation that right. um, has in tremendous healing effects um, with the with the right intention right and that and like you say when you are struggling to pay this or pay that or um, if you've suffered you know an unfortunate accident and you're on the road to recovery or, as you say, um, uh, you're visiting uh, elderly people in an old people's home. The, the good that a, a musician can do just within themselves, even at home when they're practicing, is that they're sending out good intentions with the music that they do. I, I really believe that there's so much scientific empirical data now that supports the fact that that, has a positive impact that intention on the audience and right. often musicians say 
well, why do you do this? And they say, oh, I love being on stage because I love, I've got to feel the vibes, you know, of the audience. And, and if that's not enough evidence that there's this two-way communication going on, I don't know what is. Well, you know, and, and I'm thinking as you're talking about that too, I mean, there's lots of different ways, not only to make a living in music, but to have an impact. And, and another great way, as we know, because we both know some amazing teachers, is is teaching. Because you can affect kids, you know, teaching them music. I mean, it happened for me. You know, I kind of grew up in a chaotic family situation, and the only stability I really had was music. So when I got into high school and and all that, I had some really great music mentors that, I mean, really literally probably saved me. And the impact of that, and I actually, my old high school band director, Mr. Witten, <laughs> um, I actually got a hold of him. I'm sorry, it makes me emotional. <laughs> but, that's, that's fine. But, uh, yeah, he was still teaching, actually, up until fairly recently. And he's probably now mm -hmm. almost 80 years old. And I actually messaged yeah. him at the high school that he was at. And this is like literally 30-something years after I, I knew him in high school. And I messaged him and I said, hey, I said, I just want you to know that you had a really big impact on me, you know, not only as a musician, but just as a human. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, and it was nice. And we exchanged some words. But, like, mm -hmm. those things that can be so powerful, you know, don't you think? Absolutely. And, and like you interestingly i did the same thing i was in the choir at school and uh before my voice broke and i was very privileged to be part of a i had a school teacher we we, we, we affectionately called him ben gunner his name was benjamin gunner but we called him ben gunner and he was a beautifully eccentric and he's still alive. He's a beautifully, I hope he's still eccentric anyway. And he <laughs> used to come to school in this tiny little lost in Ruby, mm. old, old sort of classic car. And he would take us uh, to the, uh, uh, as a choir boys. And we went to the Windsor Parish Church where I was raised in Windsor, mm. Berkshire, where the castle is. Right. And the parish church. And we actually made a record, which was very successful. And, oh. I'll, and I'll, I'll send you um, a, a, an image of it. I, I actually found the LP on the internet from oh, somebody in fun. Hungary, Hungary of all places. Wow. And, and I, I bought it, and it's in pristine condition. And I, I searched out um, Mr. Gunner, and um, I sent him an email. Uh, no, actually, I sent him a, a, a telephoned him, and I left a voicemail message because it was um, hmm. he didn't answer the phone. Right. And then I corresponded with him by email and uh and i think he was just being discerning as to who who is this person right right yeah <laughs> uh, and uh i gave a little bit of background in the years i was there and i emailed him and he sent me back the most uh, touching email hmm. that was and like you i feel a bit emotional about it because i realized that in reaching out to him and thanking him for all of the positive impacts he had on my life was that there wasn't enough of us reaching out to these wonderful people that gave of themselves and mentored us right. and yeah. to thank them. Uh, and it, it seemed to empower him in a way. Mm -hmm. um, and Well, it, help, it helps validate because yeah. that's not an easy job. Yeah. You know, like 
especially no, a no. high school teacher, band director. I mean, we all oh, know like that's yeah. not not an easy job. But I think that that <laughs> you know, and also too, like those guys, and I had some other kind of world renowned drum instructors or whatever. But and I'm in touch with them, and I'm like, you know, you guys impacted thousands of kids thousands yeah many kids in my case where i you know i lived in a nice area but the the, the people i interacted with the instructors and the musicians were many were underprivileged kids that those guys those teachers were our like our father <laughs> i mean not to overstate yeah. it but but they had a huge yeah, impact yeah, yeah. especially as a young boy you know 12 15 16 years old you need that yep. that that male strong male figure and those guys did that like they mentored thousands and thousands of kids and I, and you know and I'm not overstating that it's 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 really amazing mm. you know it is and and they are the real sort of uh, the real unsung heroes yeah absolutely um, I'm, I'm I'm you know hopefully we're doing our little part towards um recognizing and validating the great work that all all teachers do yeah and, and I would I would encourage subjects Right, and not to cut you off, but I would encourage people mm. that if you had somebody like that, and it doesn't have to be music, <clears throat> it could be somebody who was a mentor mm. when you're in your younger years. I mean, I would reach out to them and say, "Hey, just want you to know, like, I want to thank you because those people mm. deserve that." Like, you know, teachers they don't make a lot of money, and a lot of people that I worked with were actually <laughs> or actually even volunteers um, that were instructors. So, like, you know make the effort and let them know that you appreciate you might you might you know make their year make their whatever you know it's important to to say thank you i think yeah it is and to be and this is the uh, linking it back into um being mindful and one of the things is recognizing that you can be grateful for your life and everything's got a silver lining and I know that right. might sound like hollow words to some people when they're really deeply down in depression or whatever. And I encourage those those sorts of people to use music for themselves. Find music, get lost in the beauty of music, this, the resonance of those sounds, right. allow it to sort of wash over you and within you maybe cleanse cleanse your soul a little bit cleanse your soul yeah yeah um and i also the other thing is that people should uh, i think in general one of the disparities in education for a lot of people that are alive right now was that we we focused understandably on the sciences mm -hmm. but Sound is a science. <laughs> well, yeah, well. And, and I mean, and I mean, sound, music, all that is is just as important. Yeah. It's just as important. Yeah. I mean, if we have all the sciences, you know, algebra, math, I mean, all that stuff's important, and it all plays a role. It plays a role in music. It plays a role in, um, you know, in everything that we do. But you know, oftentimes it seems like music or musicians kind of get discounted. Um, for their value. And I'm like, no, actually, you know, that's, if we don't have the arts, then, I mean, why are we here? <laughs> you know, if you don't have Leonardo and you don't have these great artists and these great musicians and stuff, I mean, that's some of the, I would argue that that's some of the best of who we are is, is that, is their creations, right? Yeah. And I'm going to sort of uh, just dovetail or segue into that is that sound as movement has been purported with the 
reverberation up that it creates um and it's there are papyrus um documents written mm -hmm. that talk about uh, in ancient times you know uh that sound in reverberance used was able to levitate things right so we often you know it's one theory about the building of the pyramids is that the actual weight of these tremendous stones is that perhaps we've lost this knowledge that vibrations were able to actually um move what we perceive as immovable objects and in the Bible, we talk about the trumpets with the, you know, the breaking down the, the walls of Jericho and so on and so forth. So to me, again, I think sound should be studied a lot more. Um, yeah. We've probably uh, forgotten. For, for all of it. <coughs> yeah. Excuse me. Yeah. We've probably forgotten more knowledge than we, than we even know now. And you think about, I, I mean, not to get off on a tangent, but it's funny because I'm a history buff mm -hmm. like you are. And it's interesting. Mm. You think about, um, you know, uh, even in, the 1500s England, right? Even at that point, the the, the pyramids were still, they were already over, what, 3,000 years old <laughs> yeah, or 4,000 exactly. years old at that point. So, like, yeah. you know, like our, our perception <clears throat> of time and our perception of, of how that all works is, it's, you know, it's a little hard to, like, conceive of how everything is, how that all works. But, like, there's I'm sure there's many things in the world that, that uh, have been forgotten and will come back and we're going to learn a lot more even in terms of music or like you say, sound in particular, as we move forward, you know, 50 years, a hundred years from now, we're going to be like, Oh, now I understand. <laughs> like now I know why this had this impact. <laughs> and now I know why, you know, the UFOs are showing up vibrating in a certain thing. I don't know, but uh, you know, there's, it's, it's interesting and it's, it's such a, I mean, there's music, there's sound, how it affects the body, how it affects the chemicals in our body. Um, it's really fascinating. And we're really just, mm -hmm. I think, as humans, still scratching the surface of that. But I do think it's, as you know, as yeah. we both interact with musicians and we, we deal with that on a daily basis, I, I would just say that, know that what you do as a musician is a powerful thing. And it's not just about money, mm -hmm. it's not just about fame. But you do have an impact on people's lives way beyond what you, what you realize. Probably, I think at mo that most realize. Yes, and I, I completely support what you're saying. For myself and my as an individual, I I use my voice a lot, and in the recordings that I do prior to sitting down in, and including this chat with you is I set myself up in a space which is about resonating love and kindness right in my voice yeah so that when I use my voice and in fact my the logo for my vocal rap studio is includes a heart because it's it's the heart brain connection right and that I I do my best to in any recording that I do for anybody is that I, I have a mindset that I'm also including the best of myself. And, and that includes love within that uh, recording. You know? Right. And I think we're both exactly on the same page with that. Yeah. Like it, it's fusing, yeah, it's fusing the heart and the mind and the physical um, mm. all together. That's when you really can make an impact. And no matter what you're doing, whether it's music, it's art, it's writing, tying all that together is kind of the goal 
right? That's how you really get yeah. to, the next, to the next level, I think. Yeah, the, the, sometimes I think that the, it's there are many forms of glue, but one of the glues of the universe is is basically what you just said, and we all need to remember that. There's the, uh, we're all in this together. It's a right. collective, and uh, the the quicker we recognise that um, what we do has consequences of our actions and it impacts people. You know, you talked about the teachers and the wonderful story that you shared about recontacting your drum teacher after all this time. Yeah, so high school band director. You, <laughs> high, high school, thank you, high school yeah. band director. Yeah, that's okay. And <coughs> but the, the, you recognized and acknowledged the positive consequences of his actions 30 years right. later. And we need to go back to being in the moment in the here and now and say to ourselves, there is a consequence to what I'm about to do and I need to be mindful yeah. in that. Well, and, so that and I, I think, don't... Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Well, just, just that, you know, there's a terrible, but it's so apt is that, you know, don't open your mouth before your brain gets into gear. Well, don't open your mouth before your brain and heart get into gear. <laughs> right. And, you know, I, and I think a big part of that is wake up in the morning and be humble and be thankful yeah. and realize yeah. that every day, you know, not to get es overly, you know, esoteric or whatever, but every day is a gift. And mm. I, as I've learned, as I've gotten older, you know, a lot of people didn't get to be the age that I am. Some people that were really wonderful people never made it to 56. Yeah. And, and um, yeah. so I think, you know, every day that you go out there in the world and you interact with people, you know, try to live a little bit thinking about those people and thinking about, how can you carry on whatever legacy they had, which is maybe it's giving, mm -hmm. maybe it's being a nice person, maybe it's helping out kids, you know, and that's something that we've all, you know, we've talked a lot about um, and, and stuff that we've both done. And, and I think that that, you mm -hmm. know, having a mission is so important other than just being here and making money and trying to be famous. Because, mm -hmm. you know, that's a very, because, you know, <laughs> you talk to guys and I know mm -hmm. some famous people, I know some very famous people and they're, they have the same problems that we have. And they, I know some very yeah. rich people, and they have maybe even more problems than we have. Yeah. So yeah. that's not really the thing. The thing is, is finding peace within yourself, finding a, a grounding, yeah. right? And 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 you know, doing things like you say with your heart, and let people know that you're sincere mm -hmm. about what you're doing is so important. Uh, yes, I completely agree. Thank you for summarizing that. Yeah, it's it's you know we can go on for hours for that, but it's yeah, it's, it's something that we've talked a lot about you know um, off off camera off video, and I know mm -hmm. we're on the we're on the same page about about those things. Um, Nigel, tell people how they can find you because I know you do like me. You have a bunch of different jobs, <laughs> so you have Music Tribes United, yeah. which which we have on Facebook. That's the logo that's up right below Nigel. And then tell us about yeah. some of the other other ways people can find you. Well, the um you know, I've retired now from uh, jazz in Europe, although I'm still um, You're you an know, advisor. In connection with it. Uh, right. Yeah, time. I, I, I don't know what you know. <laughs> it, it's sort of. Um, I think that the I'm interestingly more of an advisory from the people that I met through that. You know, through co-owning some uh, a, a magazine in, in jazz and and being responsible as the editor in chief, right? You yep. you talk to a lot of musicians, and they still contact me. And now, 
I ended, I'm ending up interestingly being a sort of counsellor or somebody to bounce ideas off and that sort of thing. And, and, and I, I thoroughly enjoyed just that interaction with people. And it's right. not, it's, it's just something I did. It's not, it's not a paid thing. It's just a, a, a connection with people. Yeah. And it's a lot of some of the, uh, some of the world's most talented musicians. So we've been, we've both yeah. been blessed to be able to know those guys. Right. Yeah. And I think, as you say, regardless of their financial wealth and status and their fame to the general public, often behind the scenes they talk to people like you and i for feedback right. and you know we've both got um a little black book that's full of lots of names <laughs> and and they trust us both in being uh, remaining uh, you know with discretion and uh, discernment about um and confidentiality which we do so that's so that's and it and interestingly it takes up time but it's not something i complain about independently of music tribes unite which again is all driven by what we've been discussing today and um, i continue to plan to pursue that a bit more perhaps more with this healing um, or bringing people's awareness to what we talked about today right independently for the work all the day-to-day -day bills and so on and so forth um, i'm actually right in the middle of building the new website for um, voice rap studio so um and as you know my voice has been heard all over the world in over 21 years now i realized yeah lots uh, in, of in all uh, sorts of different uh, yeah right so in, an in, in all sorts of different is, right mm -hmm. yeah commercials tv audiobooks e-learning the whole thing and I, and I had a bit of a break from it when I was involved a lot deeper with um, jazz in Europe. Um, in fact, my, you know, I, I, I was I did a demo recently of all things about classic cars, which was fascinating. Yeah, that's fun. So we'll see if that if that possible narration of videos goes ahead. That'll be fun, and right. something that I like. So I'm still a petrol head at heart. Um, <laughs> Yeah, although I I I don't know what we'll call it, people that love electric cars, <laughs> sparks <laughs> yeah. or something, you know, sparks, sparkies. You yeah, we'll say. But so um, you know, if they uh, thank you very much for suggesting it, but if they go to that website now, they'll just see like big bill, you know, that sort yeah, of thing. So right. I'm happy with and and my partnership with you and some of the other areas that we've been discussing in possible projects that we're getting involved with is exciting to me um and then i support people locally um i have a really good dear friend and uh, uh she is also you know extremely competent as a musician and a prophet and an educator musical educator in her own right and she's actually also my vocal coach Hmm. So I'm very fortunate that she helps me with tips to keep yeah. my and she actually um, voice. Yeah. <laughs> um, tell in, in tell us her name because I, I don't want to mispronounce <clears throat> her name. Oh, her first name is Paula. Paula. Uh, right. Her surname, uh, professional name is Paula Vera, V-E-R-A. Right. And she's actually uh, a professor at the Bordeaux Conservatory, right? That's right. She is, yeah. amongst other things. And um, she also is... Um, an Estelle uh, vocal coach as well. 
So she teaches internationally and in English and in French. Hmm. So she's, um, I don't know if I can give her some, if you don't mind, it's vocalprostudio.com. Yeah, absolutely. You can go and find out, uh, find out everything about Paula Vera. She's, yeah, she's an extremely a, uh, competent. Amazing. I was going to say amazing singer. Yeah. Amazing vocalist. Yeah. And she writes all of her own lyrics. And in fact, she works very, very closely with a, an extremely, um, oh, I don't know, uh, he's highly successful um, um, vocalist and educator, Pete Churchill mm. from the UK. And uh, she's one of his, uh, I think he meant, he recognized certain gifts in certain people and he mentors them. And she's one of the people that he mentors. And awesome. I think next week they're just they're doing a residential course over here where people are coming from all over the world, spending a week um, learning about um, songwriting and all of those different things. They all get, you know, they all got a big place with a swimming pool and they've got oh, all their nice. accommodation and food and everything's laid on. So yeah, she be, does be, all of these. Be courses. careful! I might I might show up myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's um, it's amazing. Sort of some of the things that that, sh that they get involved in these people and. Right. So, you know, I'm, she's a busy person. She's a mother with two beautiful young children. Um, her husband also is a professional sound engineer, and uh, he's also got an extremely fulling, a busy life as well. Um, yeah, I mean, they're a family. They're trying to, you know, raise their family and, and do all this thing as well. So I'm very fortunate that, um, that uh, somebody half my age um, is very good friends with me and um you know she certainly has taught me that sometimes age has no license on wisdom because i know well, yeah, from her as well yeah <laughs> I, know, I know some people that are, are 60 years old act like they're, they're 10 and some people that are 20 act like they're 70 oh yeah so, that's you know, me that's yeah me. i know that's <laughs> both of us really um yeah. so i yeah I, I would um I would encourage everybody um, that's listening to this, please check out Nigel's uh, Facebook page, which is Music Tribes Unite. And there's a lot more information on there that you can find. Oh, and Jazz it. Tribes. Right, and Jazz Tribes. And then they can actually, they're welcome to, to message you with questions or inquiries. And mm -hmm. um, I know you're you're kind of like me. You kind of have 10 jobs. <laughs> so we're both yeah, kind of well, busy. It keeps me happy. And then it's like... A, I said to you and you said, oh, let's do this. And I said, can we make it this day? Because, and I left you a big explanation about um, all the things I'd been doing around the paddock. All right. You know, in yeah. the garden. And sure. because I've got, got, we've got quite a big property. And, you know, I've been out there on the tractor and um, bending over and doing this. And, oh, I was, yesterday I was men, mending fences. Uh, and I was singing Desperado to myself. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> it's France, yeah. That's, that's a good movie. Yeah. It's, it's kind of, yeah. instead of the spaghetti western, we've got the French western. <laughs> Nigel, his, his hat on his horse, his tractor. And yeah, there you go. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's a nice, yeah. nice visual. Um, thank you so much for your time. Um, we uh, we have a lot of projects, projects coming up, and we'll be announcing some of that stuff. We have some new podcast stuff happening. We're going to be resurrecting um, our Groove Coast podcast, which I just talked to my co-host, mm. John Celentano, about that. And, oh, um, lovely. Yeah, so that's coming. And uh, we have some pretty awesome guests coming up for Music Matters, which we'll be announcing in the next uh, next week or so. So lots of people that you guys are familiar with, <laughs> which is 
always mm-hmm. exciting. Um, so thank you so much, Nigel. Have an awesome morning in France. Mm-hmm. I know it, for me, it's uh, I think almost almost one a.m. or a little bit past <laughs> here in Vegas. Yeah, I'm just about to. I have just heard the sounds of my wife Pia waking up. Oh, there you so go. So I shall go. And, I shall go and greet her for breakfast. So. Okay, I'm going to pop up my fancy logo and and play your announcement out music. Here we go. Okay. Speak to you soon. Take care. Blessings. Ciao. You can follow us on all major podcast outlets at Music Matters with Daryl Craig Harris. Thanks for joining us and catch you next time.